Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I'm Jonathan and you're listening, which is great. So you are one who has seen the King. You have the King living inside of your heart. And today I'm here to give you revelation. I'm here to give you knowledge. I'm here to give you understanding. Because it is those who understood the word that bear much fruit, according to the parable of the sower. And so today I'm going to help you to understand who you really are and how you are really made and give a little bit of a glimpse into the future of the church. So... God gave me a really great picture of an aeroplane that was flying high above the clouds. That's where you are. And you can actually live in that place today. You can actually live in that place perpetually right now. In fact, that's really where you are in your spirit, man. That aeroplane is above the clouds. I don't know if you've ever flown in an aeroplane, but when you come up through the clouds, no matter what the weather is like down below, it's always sunny up there. So there's a place in your spirit where you know that you're a winner. You know that you win. You know that God is with you. You know that you don't need to be afraid. You know that you have power. There's a confidence. There's a faith level. There's a gift. But down below the clouds, let's just call that the soul realm, it's under the second heaven. It feels pretty bad sometimes. It feels very transient, very unpredictable so God's word is predictable God's word never changes his character never changes but the predictability comes when you stand on the rock the predictability comes when when you stand on the word and when you take off And there's an invitation, in fact, a mandate for you and I and the church to to really leave this earth right now. I'm not talking about abdicating responsibilities, but I'm inviting you to live a, a lifestyle above the storms. Really, it's impossible to live down here. It's very difficult. 
You know, the disciples said to Jesus, how can anyone be saved? And Jesus said, with God, all things are possible. We have to remember that we didn't save ourselves. We have to remember that the God drew us to Jesus. If somebody didn't pray, we wouldn't know God. We wouldn't have seen him. We wouldn't have even wanted him. We didn't even know we were blind until he opened our eyes. I know you know that. And so somebody prayed you into the kingdom. Somebody prayed, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I think it is. No, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. That the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. So that's also in Ephesians. But 2 Corinthians 10 says that we cast down every high thing, that the light of the gospel, of the glory of the knowledge of Christ would shine. And so what I, why I'm saying that is it was your spirit that was born again. My experience is my flesh wasn't hardly even involved. My hand shot up like a hot air balloon. It just shot up. I looked and my hand was already in the air. No one, I didn't want to go to church. No one invited me to church. My family didn't go. My friends didn't go. I was walking and the Spirit of God wooed me in. I, my, my spirit wanted to go and my body followed. Now, that's not a very common experience. But what I'm trying to tell you is our body and our soul want to be in charge. Jesus said that the devil had nothing in him. Jesus said that he knew what was in a man. The, the man, you know, Peter wanted him to not get crucified. But Jesus had to rebuke Peter and say, get behind me, Satan. You can look it up. The men wanted to take him by force and make him king. But he slipped away through the crowds. Jesus said, I only see and do what my father's doing. And say what he's saying. But how do you see what the Father's doing? Well, I'll tell you, it's above the clouds. Jesus was talking in his spirit. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are truth and they are life. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the door. I am the gate. He was talking spiritual things. So as a Christian, the church has had to pander to our weaknesses. The church has to encourage us to come up the front, encourage us to raise our hands, encourage us to close our eyes, because a lot of us are in the flesh. But Paul said, you know, do not be conformed to the pattern of the world. The pattern of the world isn't just, you know, last and and worry and anger the pattern of the world is is living according to our natural mind living according to our own mind will and emotions and often the church has these beautiful worship teams with perfect hair and perfect teeth and comfortable seats and you know 23 degrees celsius air conditioning 
and children's church, and they have all of these things for comfort for our soul. And it's like drive-through McDonald's pre-digested food that doesn't really add anything nutritional to us. Hebrews says we need to, to grow up. We need to put childish ways behind us. We need to be on, on meat when we've been eating milk. And God said to me today that the Christian church is, he's in, God's in post-Pentecostalism now. This whole Pentecostal movement served a purpose, but it's created insulin-resistant Christians who are gathering itchy ears, you know, teachers to their itchy ears, tossed by every form of teaching, because they've become addicted to milk. They come to church, and the problem with the milkshake is it doesn't last. If you have a milkshake, you're going to be hungry in 20 minutes. But if you have a huge ribeye, if you have a huge bowl of soup full of bones and, and meat, you're not going to be hungry for days because you're going to need to digest that food. But we know that a baby on milk is eating two every two hours. And so Christians, they come to church in the morning to get a hit and they're looking for an emotional hit because they don't know God in their spirit. They might be born again, but they're not being transformed by the washing of the water of the word they're not they haven't understood the word we know that these churches are teaching about jesus and it's a good thing as jesus said don't stop them but but god has a totally new model and it's already come and he's about to take away some lampstands God is wanting glory services where God is in control. See, the church is the pillar and the ground of the truth. The church is a spiritual house for God to dwell in. The church is built up in love. The church is built up as each person does their part. But Christians don't do their part when they go drive through McDonald's and get a milkshake on a Sunday. And we have to pander to their emotional needs. We have to apologize constantly. Oh, no, they're babies. We have to wipe their bottom. We better tell them there's a new song. Oh, sorry, guys, we're going to do a new song this week. We're really sorry that the drive through McDonald's experience isn't going the way you expected today because people don't want things to change. I'm not speaking against church. I'm speaking information and knowledge and understanding because if you don't understand if you don't know the devil's schemes then how are we going to resist him but the bible says that we know the devil's schemes we're not unaware of the devil's schemes and so let me give you some understanding into how to run a church in this new move of god so this is for you if you're a church planter it's for you if you're a Christian. And so, let me just grab it up here. Proverbs chapter 24 says, here it is.
Kurra barrelele 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 Oh my god, I can't find it. Sorry. I had it open all morning. Um, just so you know, this is the second time I've done this. I did an hour and a half, and I felt like it might have been a little bit too long for you guys, eh? Uh, wow, I've totally lost it. This is crazy. Uh, Proverbs 24 verse 3 says, By wisdom a house is built, and through understanding it is established. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. So God is wanting to fill your house with treasures, rare and beautiful. But he does it through wisdom and understanding. And as I explained with the parable of the sower, people don't, the good soil are the ones who understood the word. So if you're a Christian, then Jesus has entered into your heart today. But he's not speaking to your mind, will, and emotions. He's speaking to your spirit. Psalms 43 verse 5, King David says, Why is my soul are you downcast? Why are you so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So David here is talking to his soul from his spirit. David here in his spirit is taking ownership over his soul and saying, Why are you, my soul, downcast? Why are you downcast and disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. So his spirit is commanding his soul to put its hope in God. It says, For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So it's like David's spirit is praising God, but his soul is downcast. David's spirit is praising God. It's as though God is worthy of praise, but Saul's spirit, Paul's spirit, sorry, David's spirit can't see it. And so this is how we need to live. 1 Thessalonians 5 shows us that we are spirit, soul, and body. And I'm just going to tell you, the order of God is the glory of God first. He wants to cover you. He wants to cover you with his glory. He wants to cover the earth with the glory of God, with the knowledge, the experience of the fullness of God. Christ in you, the hope of glory. But he wants to cover you. But he's waiting for you to be in alignment with him. You see, Jesus said, I know what's in a man. And he said, the devil has nothing in me. So if you want to get to the place where the devil has nothing in you, then you need to exit the system. You need to be out of your mind. You need to be out of your flesh. The Bible says to do this. It says to put off the old man and to put on the new man. The Bible says what part does God have in being united with a prostitute? He said... Your body is a living sacrifice. So you need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, but your mind is your spirit. And Jesus said to the disciples, don't worry when you get brought in front of the courts, because I will give you the words. Just open your mouth and the Holy Spirit will speak through you. Now, you might think, well, what am I going to say? Well, you don't know what you're going to say in your mind. But you do know in your spirit. 
That's why the Bible says we have the mind of Christ. The Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. Jesus said, I have so much to teach you while he was with the disciples. But he said, you can't bear it now. See, because you can't contain it in your soul. Your mind, will, and emotions cannot understand the things of God. The Bible says this in Colossians and uh, 1 Corinthians 2, and, and it's all throughout the Bible, Hebrews and Romans. It says that, that the natural mind cannot comprehend the things of the Spirit. It just doesn't have the RAM. It's like your television can only show two dimensions, but God has a four-dimension movie to show you. So when you read the Bible, there's more in there than you can see on the page. And the Holy Spirit is wanting to guide you into all truth. You know, you read the, 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 the letters that Paul wrote to the churches in, in Ephesus, and, and it's like, wow. Now, that is real truth. That is the reality, but that is not a natural letter. He says we are seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. You know, we are there. So God is inviting you today, and I, I did an hour and a half on this, but God wants you to get it compact. <clears throat> when an airplane takes off, there's a certain period of time where you hit, hit a point of no return. There's a certain period of time where, you know, you're going 180 kilometers an hour. And even if you lose an engine, you can't pull back on the throttle. You have to take off. And the engine can take off with, with, with the airplane can take off with one engine. But there's this very steep ascent because you need to get above the clouds. You need to get a safe distance. And that's a very rocky time where, you know, you're pushed back in your seats and you're looking down the aisle thinking, wow, that's a pretty heavy angle. And everything's rattling. Everything in your flesh, everything in your mind, that your mind's racing if you're not a frequent flyer. You're probably thinking, what was that sound? Is that smoke normal? <laughs> you know, is, are we going to die? That's what it feels like for you now because God has chosen you to be a forerunner in a glory movement that's going to take over the earth and he's going to come back. You see, God is wanting sons of God, not children of God. Everyone in your church is a child of God. Everyone on earth is a child of God. But those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So do you obey his voice? That's what it comes down to. But the problem is you don't hear his voice very clearly when the gas masks are falling down from the airplane and there's all this noise and there are lights and people are screaming. But you see, that is your flesh. That is in your mind. Your mind doesn't want to get out of bed in the morning and pray. You know, your emotions don't want to go to church sometimes, but your will, like your spirit, like David, commands your flesh and your body and your mind, your will and emotions to obey it. And so this is what he's wanting to do. He's wanting to lead the church in glory. Sunday services become seven days a week. Sunday services become a garden where the Father walks amongst us.
where the four living creatures and the 24 elders and the cherubim and you and I are, are fellowshipping together. Where more is caught than taught and God walks amongst us and angels minister. And if someone's speaking and they're not speaking from God, then you take the mic away. Where you don't even need to take up a tithes and an offerings because you all just live together or people just give. So what I'm saying is God is wanting to take away the the machine of church. Now I said this before COVID nineteen. You can go back in my early podcasts. But God is sick to death of these Nicolaitans. He's sick to death of Jezebel. He's sick to death of this machine, this milkshake factory of church. And he's going to take away some lampstands if they don't repent. It's going to be funny to watch. It's going to be embarrassing to watch because this move has already begun. And you are part of that move. You see, God is wanting you to put on the throttle today and not look back. You need to go faster, not slower. This is not a time to slow down and, and, and take a horizontal plane. You need to commit. You need to rise above the clouds today because I tell you what, no matter what storm is going on in your life, no matter what the weather is under the clouds, in five minutes, in fact in one minute, you're going to be in very smooth sailing because you're going to be in the third heaven. You're going to be above the clouds. You see, the prince of the power of the air works in the second heaven. Ephesians 6 talks about the principalities and powers in in the heavenly places. But you and I are above that in the spirit. You and I are above that in our own spirit because we are hidden in Christ. We are seated at the right hand of God with Christ Jesus in the heavenly realm, far above all principalities and powers, might and dominion, and far above every name that can be named. Now, Jesus showed us power over everything he walked on the water so he had power of the elements he stilled the storm the waves he cursed the fig tree he multiplied bread he commanded fish to bring him a coin the demons left people's physical bodies even were made made whole at, at his word and you are his word you are the same but people didn't obey him you see god has given you power and authority over all of the enemy and also dominion over everything in the world, but he hasn't given you the control over other people. So don't worry about other people. But Jesus asked some people to follow him, and they did, and other people didn't, and that was on them. So he is not going to control you. He's not going to control your will. He's not going to control your mind and your emotions, but I want to tell you today, it is not hard work. It is a flick of a switch. Today, exit the natural realm. Today, take off full throttle. Once you're above the clouds, he's going to send the military aircraft to refuel you so you never have to come down. That's where you are called. 
That is where you, you want to live. I'm not saying don't go to church. I'm not saying don't go to work. You still need to floss your teeth. You still need to pay your bills. But what I'm saying is don't be conformed to the pattern of the world. Be transformed by the renewing of your spirit mind. Now, the word of God divides between bone and marrow, soul and spirit. So if you don't know what part of you is your soul and what part of your is your spirit, then you need the word of God. You need more of the word of God. I'm not saying everything's going to be easy, but when you come up here, God's here and you don't live according to the pattern of the world. You don't, you're not conformed. And you can say, you know, that they have nothing in me. And no one judges you because you're a spiritual man. You're called to be a spiritual man. Now, yeah, thank you, Father. You, you will start to live differently because in the morning... You're going to wake up, and, and nobody woke up and found their body was already in the shower. Because your body is controlled by your soul. So when you wake up, your mind says to your body, it's 8 o'clock, time to get in the shower, and that your body obeys. You know, your will says, we're going to have breakfast right now. And your mind says, no, 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 we decided we were going to fast this morning. And so your will talks to your mind and says, hey, we're fasting today, buddy. And then your mind and your will have to wrestle your emotions to the ground. I'm talking Brazilian jiu-jitsu without rules. You have to, then your mind and emotions wrestle your, your, sorry, your mind and your will have to wrestle your emotions to the ground because your emotions are kicking and screaming like a two-year-old girl saying, I want my wheat picks. But your soul is taking control over your body and saying, no, you ain't getting no wheat picks. Now, that's just between your soul and your body, but your, your spirit is meant to be in control of your soul. Like King David when you wake up at 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. or 3 a.m., because like my children come into my bedroom at 5.30 and they want to play. And they, they, they get a hug and a kiss and then they know that daddy has half an hour minimum. And I have my phone and my stopwatch so they can come in and see, oh, 27 minutes left. So they go outside and I love them and take them to the bathroom or whatever. But I go back and I, I need my time with God. I do not get up. I do not answer my phone. I do not read the news. I do not check my emails. I, I have my phone on silent most of the day because I know what's in a man. I, hard, I don't watch very many movies, not because it's a rule, but because of my spirit man doesn't want to be in the pulled into the flesh. I don't answer the phone from family when they're calling because I know sometimes the Holy Spirit says don't answer because they're, they're, something's happened. And I know there's been a few times where I've answered and it's someone's vomiting curses or fear because they are going to... Guys, listen. 
you've got to understand the people around you are going to not necessarily be operating in the spirit like you. Jesus had to say, get behind me, Satan, to Peter. Jesus didn't invite the disciples when he went to pray in the morning, did he? He, he, they couldn't find him. He had gone because he was flying above the clouds. He went to a secluded place early in the morning while it was still dark to get his mission from the Father for that day. But it wasn't an instruction that he took into his soul and then disconnected. No, he was with the Father all day, but he needed to get above the clouds. So his mercies are renewed every morning. This isn't about being a superstar. And I'm sorry, there's no system here other than die. The system is die. Die to your flesh. I no longer live. I no longer live, but Christ lives within me. Yeah? And I live by faith in the Son of God. And so set your eyes on things above, not things beneath. Look to Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. You need to get up here in the heavenly realms above the principalities and powers or you are going to be drowning all day and struggling for breath. It's like being caught in a rip. Every morning, If you, it's like being caught in a rip. Now, I know when my wife is speaking and I know when... It's not her. And so I I know what is in a man. So what I'm trying to say is when you live in this place of the third heaven, where you actually are, see, this isn't anything you have to do. It's who you are. But the problem is you don't have understanding and the church hasn't given you understanding because the church doesn't understand the kingdom of God. The church is pandering to Christians' emotions and it's, it's, it's a symbiotic relationship that's on the verge of codependency here because, because churches want people to... <laughs> Christians need the flesh. They need the perfect worship team and the cookie-cutter services to manipulate them so that they can feel God... So they need to come up the front and put their hands in the air and close their eyes and we're babying them so that they can feel God and then the meeting leader gets up and derails the whole service if they're not being led by the Spirit of God. And the message, you know, is another thing. But I'm not saying don't preach. I'm, it's great. Anyone who preaches is great because the word is a two-edged sword. But I'd prefer the glory. I'd prefer to have an ugly worship leader with warts who can't sing in tune but is standing in on the crystal sea with me. So when she sings, the angels are activated. When she sings through her spirit voice, I'm... You see, your voice is a musical instrument, right? Because your voice, it's called a vocal cord. And I know this is hard for you to understand, but your spirit animates your body and makes the heavenly realm legal in this natural dimension. So... Jesus himself had to become flesh and dwell among us. God couldn't affect the earth without a man 
because it was illegal, because God actually removed himself from the earth when he gave the earth to man, and he gave man dominion, and he gave Adam the earth. Now, we know Adam lost the earth, but what I'm trying to say is the Spirit of God used Samson to pull down that building. He used David to kill Goliath. He used Jesus to be crucified. And he can't affect this this physical plane without you. And so the devil wants you to die because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Why? Because it's illegal. If you're absent from your body, then you're illegal. So God is a spirit in heaven. And he is one with your spirit because the Bible says that the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit came to make their home with you. So they've moved in. And they are wanting you to move in with them. They've moved in with you, but they want you to move in with them. They want you to fellowship with them. They want you to rise above the clouds and live from heaven to earth where they are. And so the Holy Spirit will speak to your spirit. And you reveal yourself as a son of God when you obey his voice. Now what happens is your spirit is inside of your body. And your Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is inside of your body. And he's wanting to manifest on the earth. But your soul is your gatekeeper. People don't understand this. Repentance is opening the gate to God. Repentance is change. So if your body wants to hop in the shower your mind is the gate that allows that to happen see david's gate was closed depression is going to want to close your gate disappointment is going to want to close your gate see that's why jesus said you can't serve both god and money that's why jesus said it is the worries of the world i'm going to say that again because this beautiful bird is interrupting And that means that God needs you to hear this because the devil doesn't want you to. And the Holy Spirit is in you and he needs to manifest through your body, but he needs your permission. And so this is about alignment. You need to command your body to submit to your soul and you need to command your soul to submit to your spirit. And you need to command your spirit to submit to God. And this is the order. Number one, the glory of God covers you. Your spirit is one with the Holy Spirit. He guides you into all truth. He is a witness to your spirit that you're a son of God. He is the guarantee of your salvation. You know in your spirit that you're his. And then your soul is governed by your spirit. I said your soul, that's all you needed to hear, is governed by your spirit. So your spirit says to your soul, worship God. Your spirit says to your will, we're not eating today. Your spirit says to your emotions, shut up. (laughs) As Paul said, I beat my body daily, lest I be disqualified. And so you are responsible You are responsible. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So you need to be in charge of your emotions. Now, let me tell you the secret. When you exit this realm, and I'm telling you that's the secret, you just leave. Just leave. Just die. 
Just don't be there. I've left. I'm out of my mind. I am out of my mind. The Bible says to be out of your natural mind. The Bible says the natural mind is the enemy of God. The natural mind cannot please God, cannot comprehend the things of the Spirit. The Pharisees knew the Bible, but they didn't know Jesus. At the end of the day, the disciples had to receive him in the Spirit. Jesus said to Peter, It is not flesh and blood that reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. So the Father who is a Spirit revealed to Peter's spirit that Jesus was the Christ. And it was in that revelation that Jesus built his church. Because his church is not a building made with hands. His church is a spiritual house for God to dwell in. And that gets me back to the point. I'm slapping you in the face with love because you need to eat meat. Because God has is done with Western Christianity. And he told me to start the Melbourne Underground Church. And you can go back a couple of years, you know, and I've been talking about this and I, I've, I launched the website a year and a half ago. But he said that he's, he's going to, the Western Church is like an underground church right now, where if you look at China, there are some government-run churches where you're allowed to go that are above ground. Now, you need to listen to me because you don't get this. But what he's saying is the shaking has already begun. There have been antichrists in the church for 2,000 years. Paul said there were antichrists back then. But the spirit of antichrist is now above the world. And you can see it if you are open to that. And your eyes are open, I mean. So the, there's been a shaking in the church, but now there's a shaking in the earth. And there's a political spirit and a religious spirit that doesn't want the power of God. But the devil knew that a Messiah was coming, but he didn't know exactly where. And so he had to kill every baby under the age of two. And the devil knows that God is coming back soon. He, and he's trying to not only abort babies, but that's another story, but he is trying to disarm the church and he's getting the church into a place of where there's no power. It's a place of compromise. It's the opposite of, of, of hot. It's called lukewarm, where we accept the ways of the world and the political spirit gets in and we wonder whether sin is sin or not. But all I'm going to say about that is... Jesus gave me the power and the authority to forgive sins. So how can I not know what a sin is? I have the power to forgive sin. How can you tell me that it's not a sin? If I don't know what it is, then how can I forgive it? So there's no debate church about what a sin is okay so <laughs> you'll under I know you understand what I'm saying and I know the Holy Spirit is the one who brings conviction so I don't need to tell you but what I'm saying is 
God is going to move in and the underground church and he's not waiting for the above ground churches and so he's going to remove their lampstands and it's going to be funny to watch um as they scramble but he loves them but he's moving on and this is there's already a move of God and it's already happening you know I saw a little bit of it you know in the upper room you know in that sort of 24 hour worship movements the call I'm not I don't know these very well. I haven't been there, but but God is wanting to move in your heart, and He's wanting to move in your house, and it's it is twenty four seven worship, and it it is seven days a week, and it is in your house because in China there's these above ground churches, and I know you don't get this, but the government doesn't mind if you go to a powerless church where there's compromise and you can go there and and sit down and hear the Bible and they can mention the name of Jesus, but it isn't the kingdom of God. You see, religion and Christianity, in fact, I'd say Christianity can be a religion and religion and Christianity can, in fact, Christianity and the kingdom of God can be very different. And so, are you going to go to an above-ground church that's lukewarm and sanctioned by the government, that's under the prince of the power of the air, where people are being pandered to their flesh and their mind, will, and emotions to you know, being manipulated to feel God, and then they need another hit on Monday? Or are you going to eat meat and be transformed by the renewing of your mind and come up here as the Holy Spirit is saying to you and live above the clouds and actually demonstrate the kingdom of God? Now, I'm not saying don't go to church. I'm saying that God is moving on from religion. And I'm saying that if you, wanna, if you are one of those big churches, then great. But be prepared to fire 85% of your staff. Not because you're mean, but because you, God is moving on. Be prepared to have 24-hour worship. Be prepared to, you know, if the person has a message and they're not speaking what God is saying, then don't give them the microphone. You know, don't, you know God is breaking away. But let me just talk about the home churches God, it's about unity. It's about being one with Him. Your services are about walking into the Father. Your services are about praying and worshipping and washing each other's feet until Jesus physically walks into the room. And you expect that to happen. You give your tithes and offerings if you want, but it's about the glory realm. It's actually about heaven and earth literally becoming one. It's about your Sunday services. They need to be at least three days a week. We need to be eating together, breaking bread. We need. It could be seven days a week. But what happens is you guys become one because God is fusing you guys together, because the body becomes one. As each person does their part, you guys get built up. Angels come, spirits you know that aren't meant to be there leave, people get healed, 
and you then go out into your workplace, into your family, and, and angels go with you. And signs and wonders follow you because they're confirming the word of the kingdom of God. So you're not responsible for leading people to Christ. You're not going out there to be a witness. You are a witness. You do lead people to Christ, but it's the power of God that is in the gospel. So you speak the good news of the kingdom, and it says the good news is the power of God unto salvation. In other words, you don't lead them to Christ. You don't convict them. The Holy Spirit convicts them. The angels bring people to you at work. You tell them about the kingdom. Inside that kingdom message is the power that leads them to salvation. The Holy Spirit confirms the word with signs and wonders. The Holy Spirit convicts them of righteousness, sin, and judgment. And they then come to your home tonight and get filled with the Spirit and drunk. And what happens is the glory of the Lord covers the earth as the waters cover the sea, but it starts with you in your home. Hopefully it gets onto your church, but eventually heaven and earth become one because Jesus didn't pray in vain when he said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So we're actually in those days now where the kingdom is going to come on earth as it is in heaven in your bedroom. Earth and heaven become one. I don't know if you've noticed, there are secrets in the Bible, but it says that the Father is bringing all things into one in Christ. He's talking about Gentiles and Jews, slaves and free, heaven and earth. Don't you know the, the Bible? The sun won't be our light because Jesus will be our light. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. So the new Jerusalem is on earth, <laughs> you know. So we are in the days of glory. We are in the days of everything being made new. We are in the days of heaven and earth fusing. We are in the days of rapture. And so God is moving on from this above-ground Western milkshake Christianity. He loves them and they're invited but he has to break the business model, new wine and all that. And he is moving in glory. So if you want to run a church, if you want to run a church service, then you need to be in the glory. I'm not talking, I don't know, you know, Joshua Mills and these guys who have been doing it. I don't follow them. I don't know them. Maybe they're doing the right thing because they've been talking about it forever. So maybe they do know. I don't know. But what I know is God is wanting to be one with you. This is actually what it's all about. And it's not about trying hard. It's not about... it. You can't do it in your flesh. You can't please God in your flesh. You can't... Who has bewitched you, Galatians, Paul said. You started in the Spirit... Is that not a word for today? But you've moved into the flesh. 
So God isn't there. I'm sorry. Don't look for God in your body, mind, will, and emotions. Don't look for him in the, the storms of life, in the disappointments. As Jesus said, it's the worries of the world that choke the seed. It's the deceitfulness of wealth that choke the seed. You cannot serve God and money. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. So I want to invite you, and maybe I'm like an aeroplane that's attached to your glider, and I'm going to help you right now. But I'm going to help you right now to come up here. So I'm not doing anything new. I'm just telling you the truth. Maybe I'm an apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist. I don't know. But I am wanting to help you, guide you, and, and, and take you up here. So what we do is we, we make our mind up to follow God. We make our mind up to follow Jesus. Now, when we follow Jesus, we trust him. When we follow Jesus, we make up our mind to, to follow him. And so following him is the same as receiving him. So when a, when a little baby duck follows its mother, it's, it's covered by its mother. Its mother's looking out for it. That's who we are. And he's calling you up here. So you are up here. When you read your Bible, you will find the division of your soul and your spirit. So you'll know that's this part. Oh, that, that voice isn't my spirit. That's my soul. That's my emotions complaining. You know, the Holy Spirit will get you out of complaining and disappointment and pity. So God, ooh, Father, we just want to thank you right now for the tug of the Spirit. Father, this is what it looks like to be guided into all truth. This is what it looks like to have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. This is what it looks like to be a Christian. God, we look on you today. We set our eyes on things above today. God, I call this person up here where they already are. Because, Jesus, you've already positioned them in Christ, Jesus. They're already hidden in Christ. They're actually already in the heavenly realms. They're already in victory. They are more than a conqueror. All things are theirs, things present and things to come in the Spirit. But, God, they've been you know, distracted by the, the world. They've been in the flesh. And I have, all of us have. So, But God, we say yes to you today. We say yes to the Spirit. We will seek first the Spirit of God. We will deny our flesh. We will follow you. And we will obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. Today, we obey your voice. You know, and I really believe that that's enough. So, Father, right now, lift them, elevate them. The same angels you've sent me, would you help them to be uh, carried up and carried away into the place that you have for them in the name of Jesus? Thanks, guys. I, I hope you understand I'm not critical of church. I've just been given understanding, but I have to explain the way things are for you to know how to apply the understanding. Jesus, we thank you. We have the victory. So when you're up here, you experience the truth. When you're up here, it doesn't matter what the weather's like down there. You may have bills to pay, but he's your provider.
You might have re- relationship troubles, but you are in the adopted one. You are in the one who is the, the father of the fatherless. You are adopted. You are inside the spirit of reconciliation. So then you look down and you go, oh, yeah, that's easy. I'm, that bill's paid. I'm rich. All things are mine, things present and things to come. And then the next time you look, the bill's gone. You know, hey, Jesus, you have another bill in your pigeonhole because you're his responsibility. But it's not an act. It's not through effort. It's his yoke is easy and his burden is light, but it requires understanding. It requires you to obey him, to submit to him, and all else will flee. Hallelujah, Jesus. I want to thank you for the lift. Thank you that you vacuum suck this person up and show them how to live up here. And I am so excited to about your church. I'm so excited for the glory services that are coming. And I'm going to probably do a few more episodes. And if you're a church planter or if you want to start a home group or even if you're a, a big denominational church, I have the recipe, you know, for, for this move of God. I have it. I have the blueprint. And in ten years' time, you'll you'll all be doing this. But if you want to be a forerunner, it's this is happening now. And I've said enough. So thank you guys for listening. You have. I just want you to know you have already arrived. You don't need anyone to teach you. You are beautiful. You are accepted in the beloved. It's true. It's good news. Hallelujah. Rejoice. It is so good. Wow. You are one with God. He loves you. You're accepted. You're going to live forever. Oh, my God. You are seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. He loves you so much. There's nothing you can do. The Father loves you with the same love that he loves Jesus. When he looks at you, he sees Jesus. You are perfect. And I want... And I, and I thank God that that's the truth. And I, I pray that you and I would experience that and live out of that reality today as we exit the natural mind, the natural realm. You know, keep going to work, keep paying your bills, but, but come up here. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I'm Jonathan and you're listening, which is great. So... You are one who has seen the king. You have the king living inside of your heart. And today, I'm here to give you revelation. I'm here to give you knowledge. I'm here to give you understanding. Because it is those who understood the word that bear much fruit, according to the parable of the sower. And so today I'm going to help you to understand who you really are and how you are really made and give a little bit of a glimpse into the future of the church. So God gave me a really great picture of an aeroplane that was flying high above the clouds. That's where you are. And you can actually live in that place today. You can actually live in that place perpetually right now. In fact, that's really where you are. 
in your spirit, man. That aeroplane is above the clouds. I don't know if you've ever flown in an aeroplane, but when you come up through the clouds, no matter what the weather is like down below, it's always sunny up there. So there's a place in your spirit where you know that you're a winner. You know that you win. You know that God is with you. You know that you don't need to be afraid. You know that you have power. There's a confidence. There's a faith level. There's a gift. But down below the clouds, let's just call that the soul realm, it's under the second heaven. It feels pretty bad sometimes. It feels very transient, very unpredictable. So God's word is predictable. God's word never changes. His character never changes. But the predictability comes when you stand on the rock. The predictability comes when when you stand on the word and when you take off. And there's an invitation, in fact, a mandate for you and I and the church to, to really leave this earth right now. I'm not talking about abdicating responsibilities, but I'm inviting you to live a, a lifestyle above the storms. Really, it's impossible to live down here. It's very difficult. You know, the disciples said to Jesus, how can anyone be saved? And Jesus said, with God, all things are possible. We have to remember that we didn't save ourselves. We have to remember that the God drew us to Jesus. If somebody didn't pray, we wouldn't know God. We wouldn't have seen him. We wouldn't have even wanted him. We didn't even know we were blind until he opened our eyes. I know you know that. And so somebody prayed you into the kingdom. Somebody prayed according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I think it is. No, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. That the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. So that's also in Ephesians. But 2 Corinthians 10 says that we cast down every high thing, that the light of the gospel, of the glory of the knowledge of Christ would shine. And so what I, why I'm saying that is it was your spirit that was born again. My experience is my flesh wasn't hardly even involved. My hand shot up like a hot air balloon. It just shot up. I looked and my hand was already in the air. No one, I didn't want to go to church. No one invited me to church. My family didn't go. My friends didn't go. I was walking and the Spirit of God wooed me in. I, my, my spirit wanted to go and my body followed. Now, that's not a very common experience. But what I'm trying to tell you is our body and our soul 
want to be in charge. Jesus said that the devil had nothing in him. Jesus said that he knew what was in a man. The, the man, you know, Peter wanted him to not get crucified. But Jesus had to rebuke Peter and say, get behind me, Satan. You can look it up. The men wanted to take him by force and make him king, but he slipped away through the crowds. Jesus said, I only see and do what my father's doing and say what he's saying. But how do you see what the father's doing? Well, I'll tell you, it's above the clouds. Jesus was talking in his spirit. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are truth and they are life. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the door. I am the gate. He was talking spiritual things. So as a Christian, the church has had to pander to our weaknesses. The church has to encourage us to come up the front encourage us to raise our hands, encourage us to close our eyes, because a lot of us are in the flesh. But Paul said, you know, do not be conformed to the pattern of the world. The pattern of the world isn't just, you know, lust and and worry and anger. The pattern of the world is is living according to our natural mind living according to our own mind, will, and emotions. And often the church has these beautiful worship teams with perfect hair and perfect teeth and comfortable seats and, you know, 23 degrees Celsius air conditioning and children's church. And they have all of these things for comfort for our soul. And it's like drive through McDonald's pre-digested food that doesn't really add anything nutritional to us. Hebrew says we need to to grow up. We need to put childish ways behind us. We need to be on on meat when we've been eating milk. And God said to me today that the Christian church is he's in God's in post-pentecostalism now. This whole Pentecostal movement served a purpose, but it's created insulin-resistant Christians who are gathering itchy ears, you know, teachers to their itchy ears, tossed by every form of teaching, because they've become addicted to milk. They come to church, and the problem with the milkshake is it doesn't last. If you have a milkshake, you're going to be hungry in 20 minutes. But if you have a huge ribeye, if you have a huge bowl of soup full of bones and, and meat, you're not going to be hungry for days because you're going to need to digest that food. But we know that a baby on milk is eating two every two hours. And so Christians, they come to church in the morning to get a hit and they're looking for an emotional hit because they don't know God in their spirit. They might be born again, but they're not being transformed by the washing of the water of the word they're not they haven't understood the word we know that these churches are teaching about jesus and it's a good thing as jesus said don't stop them but but god has a totally new model and it's already come 
and he's about to take away some lampstands. God is wanting glory services where God is in control. See, the church is the pillar and the ground of the truth. The church is a spiritual house for God to dwell in. The church is built up in love. The church is built up as each person does their part. But Christians don't do their part when they go drive through McDonald's and get a milkshake on a Sunday. And we have to pander to their emotional needs. We have to apologize constantly. Oh, no, they're babies. We have to wipe their bottom. We better tell them there's a new song. Oh, sorry, guys, we're going to do a new song this week. We're really sorry that the drive through McDonald's experience isn't going the way you expected today because people don't want things to change. I'm not speaking against church. I'm speaking information and knowledge and understanding because if you don't understand, if you don't know the devil's schemes, then how are we going to resist him? But the Bible says that we know the devil's schemes. We're not unaware of the devil's schemes. And so let me give you some understanding into how to run a church in this new move of God. So this is for you if you're a church planter. It's for you if you're a Christian. And so let me just grab it up here. Proverbs chapter 24 says, here it is. Oh my God, I can't find it. Sorry. I had it open all morning. Um, just so you know, this is the second time I've done this. I did an hour and a half and I felt like it might have been a little bit too long for you guys, eh? Uh, wow, I've totally lost it. This is crazy. Uh, Proverbs 24 verse 3 says, By wisdom a house is built, and through understanding it is established. Through knowledge its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. So God is wanting to fill your house with treasures, rare and beautiful. But he does it through wisdom and understanding. And as I explained with the parable of the sower, people don't, the good soil are the ones who understood the word. So if you're a Christian, then Jesus has entered into your heart today. But he's not speaking to your mind, will, and emotions. He's speaking to your spirit. Psalms 43 verse 5, King David says, Why is my soul, are you downcast? Why are you so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him my Savior and my God. So David here is talking to his soul from his spirit. David here in his spirit is taking ownership over his soul and saying, why are you, my soul, downcast? Why are you downcast and disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. So his spirit is commanding his soul to put its hope in God. 
It says, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So it's like David's spirit is praising God, but his soul is downcast. David's spirit is praising God. It's as though God is worthy of praise, but Saul's spirit, Paul's spirit, sorry, David's spirit can't see it. And so this is how we need to live. 1 Thessalonians 5 shows us that we are spirit, soul, and body. And I'm just going to tell you, the order of God is the glory of God first. He wants to cover you. He wants to cover you with his glory. He wants to cover the earth with the glory of God, with the knowledge, the experience of the fullness of God. Christ in you, the hope of glory. But he wants to cover you. But he's waiting for you to be in alignment with him. You see, Jesus said, I know what's in a man. And he said, the devil has nothing in me. So if you want to get to the place where the devil has nothing in you, then you need to exit the system. You need to be out of your mind. You need to be out of your flesh. The Bible says to do this. It says to put off the old man and to put on the new man. The Bible says what part does God have in being united with a prostitute? He said, your body is a living sacrifice. So you need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, but your mind is your spirit. And Jesus said to the disciples, don't worry when you get brought in front of the courts because I will give you the words. Just open your mouth and the Holy Spirit will speak through you. Now, you might think, well, what am I going to say? Well, you don't know what you're going to say in your mind, but you do know in your spirit. That's why the Bible says we have the mind of Christ. The Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. Jesus said, I have so much to teach you while he was with the disciples. But he said, you can't bear it now. See, because you can't contain it in your soul. Your mind, will, and emotions cannot understand the things of God. The Bible says this in Colossians and uh, 1 Corinthians 2. And, and it's all throughout the Bible, Hebrews and Romans. It says that, that the natural mind cannot comprehend the things of the Spirit. It just doesn't have the RAM. It's like your television can only show two dimensions, but God has a four-dimension movie to show you. So when you read the Bible, there's more in there than you can see on the page. And the Holy Spirit is wanting to guide you into all truth. You know, you read the, 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 the letters that Paul wrote to the churches in, in Ephesus, and, and it's like, wow, now that is real truth. That is the reality, but that is not a natural letter. He says we are seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. You know, we are there. So God is inviting you today, and I, I did an hour and a half on this, but God wants you to get it compact when an airplane takes off, there's a certain period of time where you hit, hit a point of no return. There's a certain period of time where, you know, you're going 180 kilometers an hour. And even if you lose an engine, you can't pull back on the throttle. You have to take off. 
and the engine can take off with, with, with the aeroplane can take off with one engine. But there's this very steep ascent because you need to get above the clouds. You need to get a safe distance. And that's a very rocky time where, you know, you're pushed back in your seats and you're looking down the aisle thinking, wow, that's a pretty heavy angle and everything's rattling everything in your flesh, everything in your mind, that your mind's racing if you're not a frequent flyer. You're probably thinking, what was that sound? Is that smoke normal? <laughs> you know, is are we going to die? That's what it feels like for you now because God has chosen you to be a forerunner in a glory movement that's going to take over the earth and he's going to come back. You see, God is wanting sons of God not children of God. Everyone in your church is a child of God. Everyone on earth is a child of God. But those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So do you obey His voice? That's what it comes down to. But the problem is you don't hear His voice very clearly when the gas masks are falling down from the aeroplane and there's all this noise and there are lights and people are screaming. But you see, that is your flesh. That is in your mind. Your mind doesn't want to get out of bed in the morning and pray. You know, your emotions don't want to go to church sometimes. But your will, like your spirit, like David, commands your flesh and your body and your mind, your will and emotions to obey it. And so this is what he's wanting to do. He's wanting to lead the church in glory. Sunday services become seven days a week. Sunday services become a garden where the Father walks amongst us. Where the four living creatures and the 24 elders and the cherubim and you and I are fellowshipping together. Where more is caught than taught, and God walks amongst us, and angels minister. And if someone's speaking, and they're not speaking from God, then you take the mic away. Where you don't even need to take up a tithes and an offerings, because you all just live together, or people just give. So, what I'm saying is, God is wanting to take away the the machine of church. Now, I said this before COVID-19. You can go back in my early podcasts. But God is sick to death of these Nicolaitans. He's sick to death of Jezebel. He's sick to death of this machine, this milkshake factory of church. And he's going to take away some lampstands if they don't repent. It's going to be funny to watch. It's going to be embarrassing to watch because this move has already begun. And you are part of that move. You see, God is wanting you to put on the throttle today and not look back. You need to go faster, not slower. This is not a time to slow down and, and, and take a horizontal plane. You need to commit you need to rise above the clouds today because I tell you what, no matter what storm is going on in your life, no matter what the weather is under the clouds, 
in five minutes, in fact, in one minute, you're going to be in very smooth sailing because you're going to be in the third heaven. You're going to be above the clouds. You see, the prince of the power of the air works in the second heaven. Ephesians 6 talks about the principalities and powers in, in the heavenly places. But you and I are above that in the spirit. You and I are above that in our own spirit because we are hidden in Christ. We are seated at the right hand of God with Christ Jesus in the heavenly realm, far above all principalities and powers, might and dominion, and far above every name that can be named. Now, Jesus showed us power over everything. He walked on the water, so he had power of the elements. He stilled the storm, the waves. He cursed the fig tree. He multiplied bread. He commanded fish to bring him a coin. The demons left. People's physical bodies even were made made whole at, at his word. And you are his word. You are the same. But people didn't obey him. You see, God has given you power and authority over all of the enemy and also dominion over everything in the world, but he hasn't given you the control over other people. So don't worry about other people. But Jesus asked some people to follow him, and they did, and other people didn't. And that was on them. So he is not going to control you. He's not going to control your will. He's not going to control your mind and your emotions. But I want to tell you today, it is not hard work. It is a flick of a switch. Today, exit the natural realm. Today, take off. Full throttle. Once you're above the clouds, he's going to send the military aircraft to refuel you so you never have to come down. That's where you are called. That is where you, you want to live. I'm not saying don't go to church. I'm not saying don't go to work. You still need to floss your teeth. You still need to pay your bills. But what I'm saying is don't be conformed to the pattern of the world. Be transformed by the renewing of your spirit mind. Now the word of God divides between bone and marrow, soul and spirit. So if you don't know what part of you is your soul and what part of your is your spirit, then you need the Word of God. You need more of the Word of God. I'm not saying everything's going to be easy, but when you come up here, God's here, and you don't live according to the pattern of the world. You don't, you're not conformed. And you can say, you know, that they have nothing in me. And no one judges you because you're a spiritual man. You're called to be a spiritual man. Now, yeah, thank you, Father. You, you will start to live differently because in the morning, you're going to wake up and, and nobody woke up and found their body was already in the shower because your body is controlled by your soul. So when you wake up, your mind says to your body, it's 8 o'clock, time to get in the shower, and that your body obeys. You know, your will says, we're going to have breakfast right now, and your mind says, no, 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 we decided we were going to fast this morning, and so your will talks to your 
mind and says, hey, we're fasting today, buddy. And then your mind and your will have to wrestle your emotions to the ground. I'm talking Brazilian jiu-jitsu without rules. You have to then your mind and emotions wrestle your your sorry your mind and your will have to wrestle your emotions to the ground because your emotions are kicking and screaming like a two-year-old girl saying I want my wheat picks. But your soul is taking control over your body and saying no, you ain't getting no wheat picks. Now that's just between your soul and your body, but your your spirit is meant to be in control of your soul. Like King David, when you wake up at 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. or 3 a.m., because like my children come into my bedroom at 5.30 and they want to play, and they, they, they get a hug and a kiss, and then they know that Daddy has half an hour minimum and I have my phone and my stopwatch so they can come in and see, oh, 27 minutes left. So they go outside and I love them and take them to the bathroom or whatever. But I go back and I, I need my time with God. I do not get up. I do not answer my phone. I do not read the news. I do not check my emails. I, I have my phone on silent most of the day because I know what's in a man. I hard I don't watch very many movies not because it's a rule but because of my spirit man doesn't want to be in the pulled into the flesh. I don't answer the phone from family when they're calling because I know sometimes the holy spirit says don't answer because they there something's happened. And I know there's been a few times where I've answered and it's someone's vomiting curses or fear because they are going to... Guys, listen. You've got to understand the people around you are going to not necessarily be operating in the spirit like you. Jesus had to say, get behind me, Satan, to Peter. Jesus didn't invite the disciples when he went to pray in the morning, did he? he, he they couldn't find him. He had gone because he was flying above the clouds. He went to a secluded place early in the morning while it was still dark to get his mission from the Father for that day. But it wasn't an instruction that he took into his soul and then disconnected. No, he was with the Father all day, but he needed to get above the clouds. So his mercies are renewed every morning. This isn't about being a superstar. And I'm sorry, there's no system here other than die. The system is die. Die to your flesh. I no longer live. I no longer live, but Christ lives within me. Yeah. And I live by faith in the Son of God. And so set your eyes on things above, not things beneath. Look to Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. You need to get up here in the heavenly realms above the principalities and powers or you are going to be drowning all day and struggling for breath. It's like being caught in a rip. Every morning, If you, it's like being caught in a rip. Now, I know when my wife is speaking and I know when... It's not her. And so I I know what is in a man. So what I'm trying to say is when you live in this place of the third heaven, 
where you actually are. See, this isn't anything you have to do. It's who you are. But the problem is you don't have understanding and the church hasn't given you understanding because the church doesn't understand the kingdom of God. The church is pandering to Christians' emotions and it's 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 a symbiotic relationship that's on the verge of codependency here because because churches want people to <laughs> Christians need the flesh they need the perfect worship team and the cookie cutter services to manipulate them so that they can feel God so they need to come up the front and put their hands in the air and close their eyes and we're babying them so that they can feel God and then the meeting leader gets up and derails the whole service if they're not being led by the Spirit of God. And the message, you know, is another thing. But I'm not saying don't preach. I'm, it's great. Anyone who preaches is great because the Word is a two-edged sword. But I'd prefer the glory. I'd prefer to have an ugly worship leader with warts who can't sing in tune but is standing in on the crystal sea with me. So when she sings, the angels are activated. When she sings through her spirit voice, I'm you see your voice is a musical instrument, right? Because your voice, it's called a vocal cord. And I know this is hard for you to understand, but your spirit animates your body and makes the heavenly realm legal in this natural dimension. So Jesus himself had to become flesh and dwell among us. God couldn't affect the earth without a man because it was illegal, because God actually removed himself from the earth when he gave the earth to man, and he gave man dominion, and he gave Adam the earth. Now, we know Adam lost the earth, but what I'm trying to say is the Spirit of God used Samson to pull down that building. He used David to kill Goliath. He used Jesus to be crucified. And he can't affect this spirit, this physical plane without you. And so the devil wants you to die because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Why? Because it's illegal. If you're absent from your body, then you're illegal. So God is a spirit in heaven. And he is one with your spirit because the Bible says that the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit came to make their home with you so they've moved in and they are wanting you to move in with them they've moved in with you but they want you to move in with them they want you to fellowship with them they want you to rise above the clouds and live from heaven to earth where they are and so the holy spirit will speak to your spirit and you reveal yourself as a son of god when you obey his voice now what happens is your spirit is inside of your body and your Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is inside of your body, and He's wanting to manifest on the earth. But your soul is your gatekeeper. People don't understand this. Repentance is opening the gate to God. Repentance is change. So if your body wants to hop in the shower, 
your mind is the gate that allows that to happen. See, David's gate was closed. Depression is going to want to close your gate. Disappointment is going to want to close your gate. See, that's why Jesus said you can't serve both God and money. That's why Jesus said it is the worries of the world. I'm going to say that again because this beautiful bird is interrupting. And that means that God needs you to hear this because the devil doesn't want you to. And the Holy Spirit is in you, and He needs to manifest through your body, but He needs your permission. And so this is about alignment. You need to command your body to submit to your soul, and you need to command your soul to submit to your spirit, and you need to command your spirit to submit to God. And this is the order. Number one, the glory of God covers you. Your spirit is one with the Holy Spirit. He guides you into all truth. He is a witness to your spirit that you're a son of God. He is the guarantee of your salvation. You know in your spirit that you're his. And then your soul is governed by your spirit. I said your soul, that's all you needed to hear, is governed by your spirit. So your spirit says to your soul, worship God. Your spirit says to your will, we're not eating today. Your spirit says to your emotions, shut up. <laughs> As Paul said, I beat my body daily, lest I be disqualified. And so you are responsible. You are responsible. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So you need to be in charge of your emotions. Now, let me tell you the secret. When you exit this realm, and I'm telling you that's the secret, you just leave. Just leave. Just die. Just don't be there. I've left. I'm out of my mind. I am out of my mind. The Bible says to be out of your natural mind. The Bible says the natural mind is the enemy of God. The natural mind cannot please God, cannot comprehend the things of the Spirit. The Pharisees knew the Bible, but they didn't know Jesus. At the end of the day, the disciples had to receive him in the Spirit. Jesus said to Peter, It is not flesh and blood that reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. So the Father who is a Spirit revealed to Peter's Spirit that Jesus was the Christ. And it was in that revelation that Jesus built his church. Because his church is not a building made with hands. His church is a spiritual house for God to dwell in. And that gets me back to the point. I'm slapping you in the face with love because you need to eat meat. Because God has is done with Western Christianity. And he told me to start the Melbourne Underground Church. And you can go back a couple of years, you know, and I've been talking about this and I, I've, I launched the website a year and a half ago. But he said that he's, he's going to, the Western Church is like an underground church right now, where if you look at China, there are some government run churches where you're allowed to go that are above ground now you need to listen to me because you don't get this 
But what he's saying is the shaking has already begun. There have been antichrists in the church for 2,000 years. Paul said there were antichrists back then. But the spirit of antichrist is now above the world. And you can see it if you are open to that. And your eyes are open, I mean. So there's been a shaking in the church But now there's a shaking in the earth and there's a political spirit and a religious spirit that doesn't want the power of God. But the devil knew that a Messiah was coming, but he didn't know exactly where. And so he had to kill every baby under the age of two. And the devil knows that God is coming back soon. He, and he's trying to not only abort babies, but that's another story, but he is trying to disarm the church and he's getting the church into a place of where there's no power. It's a place of compromise. It's the opposite of, of, of hot. It's called lukewarm, where we accept the ways of the world and the political spirit gets in and we wonder whether sin is sin or not. But all I'm going to say about that is... Jesus gave me the power and the authority to forgive sins. So how can I not know what a sin is? I have the power to forgive sin. How can you tell me that it's not a sin? If I don't know what it is, then how can I forgive it? So there's no debate church about what a sin is okay so <laughs> you'll under- I know you understand what I'm saying and I know the Holy Spirit is the one who brings conviction so I don't need to tell you but what I'm saying is God is going to move in and the underground church and he's not waiting for the above ground churches and so he's going to remove their lampstands and it's going to be funny to watch um as they scramble but he loves them but he's moving on and this is there's already a move of god and it's already happening you know i saw a little bit of it you know in the upper room you know in that sort of 24-hour worship movements the call i'm not I don't know these very well. I haven't been there, but but God is wanting to move in your heart and he's wanting to move in your house. And it's it is 24/7 worship. And it it is 7 days a week. And it is in your house because in China there's these above ground churches and I know you don't get this, but the government doesn't mind if you go to a powerless church where there's compromise and you can go there and and sit down and hear the bible and they can mention the name of jesus but it isn't the kingdom of god you see religion and christianity in fact i'd say christianity can be a religion and religion and christianity can in fact christianity and the kingdom of god can be very different and so Are you going to go to an above-ground church that's lukewarm and sanctioned by the government 
that's under the prince of the power of the air, where people are being pandered to their flesh and their mind, will and emotions to, you know, being manipulated to feel God, and then they need another hit on Monday. Or are you going to eat meat and be transformed by the renewing of your mind and come up here as the Holy Spirit is saying to you and live above the clouds and actually demonstrate the kingdom of God? Now, I'm not saying don't go to church. I'm saying that God is moving on from religion. And I'm saying that if you, wanna, if you are one of those big churches, then great. But... Be prepared to fire 85% of your staff. Not because you're mean, but because you, God is moving on. Be prepared to have 24-hour worship. Be prepared to, you know, if the person has a message and they're not speaking what God is saying, then don't give them the microphone. You know, don't, you know God is breaking away. But let me just talk about the home churches God, it's about unity. It's about being one with Him. Your services are about walking into the Father. Your services are about praying and worshipping and washing each other's feet until Jesus physically walks into the room. And you expect that to happen. You give your tithes and offerings if you want, but it's about the glory realm. It's actually about heaven and earth literally becoming one. It's about your Sunday services. They need to be at least three days a week. We need to be eating together, breaking bread. We need. It could be seven days a week. But what happens is you guys become one because God is fusing you guys together because the body becomes one as each person does their part you guys get built up angels come spirits you know that aren't meant to be there leave people get healed and you then go out into your workplace into your family and and angels go with you and signs and wonders follow you because they're confirming the word of the kingdom of God. So you're not responsible for leading people to Christ. You're not going out there to be a witness. You are a witness. You do lead people to Christ, but it's the power of God that is in the gospel. So you speak the good news of the kingdom, and it says the good news is the power of God unto salvation. In other words, you don't lead them to Christ. You don't convict them. The Holy Spirit convicts them. The angels bring people to you at work. You tell them about the kingdom. Inside that kingdom message is the power that leads them to salvation. The Holy Spirit confirms the word with signs and wonders. The Holy Spirit convicts them of righteousness, sin, and judgment. And they then come to your home tonight and get filled with the Spirit and drunk. And what happens is the glory of the Lord covers the earth as the waters cover the sea, but it starts with you in your home. Hopefully it gets onto your church, but eventually heaven and earth become one because Jesus didn't pray in vain when he said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. 
on earth as it is in heaven. So we're actually in those days now where the kingdom is going to come on earth as it is in heaven in your bedroom. Earth and heaven become one. I don't know if you've noticed there are secrets in the Bible, but it says that the Father is bringing all things into one in Christ. He's talking about Gentiles and Jews, slaves and free, heaven and earth. Don't you know the the Bible? The sun won't be our light because Jesus will be our light. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. So the new Jerusalem is on earth. (laughs) You know? So we are in the days of glory. We are in the days of everything being made new. We are in the days of heaven and earth fusing. We're in the days of rapture. And so God is moving on from this above-ground Western milkshake Christianity. He loves them and they're invited, but he has to break the business model, new wine and all that, and he is moving in glory. So if you want to run a church, if you want to run a church service, then you need to be in the glory. I'm not talking, I don't know, you know, Joshua Mills and these guys who have been doing it. I don't follow them. I don't know them. Maybe they're doing the right thing because they've been talking about it forever. So maybe they do know, I don't know. But what I know is God is wanting to be one with you. This is actually what it's all about. And it's not about trying hard. It's not about, it. you can't do it in your flesh. You can't please God in your flesh. You can't, who has bewitched you, Galatians, Paul said. You started in the spirit. Is that not a word for today? But you've moved into the flesh. So God isn't there. I'm sorry, don't look for God in your body, mind, will, and emotions. Don't look for him in the the storms of life, in the disappointments. As Jesus said, it's the worries of the world that choke the seed. It's the deceitfulness of wealth that choke the seed. You cannot serve God and money. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. So I want to invite you, and maybe I'm like an airplane that's, attached to your glider and I'm going to help you right now but I'm going to help you right now to come up here so I'm not doing anything new I'm just telling you the truth maybe I'm an apostle prophet teacher evangelist I don't know but I am wanting to help you guide you and 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 take you up here so what we do is we, we make our mind up to follow God. We make our mind up to follow Jesus. Now, when we follow Jesus, we trust him. When we follow Jesus, we make up our mind to, to follow him. And so following him is the same as receiving him. So when a, when a little baby duck follows its mother, it's, it's covered by its mother. Its mother's looking out for it. That's who we are. And he's calling you up here. So you are up here. When you read your Bible, 
you will find the division of your soul and your spirit. So you'll know that's this part. Oh, that that voice isn't my spirit. That's my soul. That's my emotions complaining. You know, the Holy Spirit will get you out of complaining and disappointment and pity. So God, ooh, Father, we just want to thank you right now for the tug of the Spirit. Father, this is what it looks like to be guided into all truth. This is what it looks like to have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. This is what it looks like to be a Christian. God, we look on you today. We set our eyes on things above today. God, I call this person up here where they already are. Because Jesus, you've already positioned them in Christ Jesus. They're already hidden in Christ. They're actually already in the heavenly realms. They're already in victory. They are more than a conqueror. All things are theirs, things present and things to come in the spirit. But God, they've been, you know, distracted by the the world. They've been in the flesh. And I have, all of us have. So, but God, we say yes to you today. We say yes to the spirit. We will seek first the Spirit of God. We will deny our flesh. We will follow you. And we will obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. Today, we obey your voice. You know, and I really believe that that's enough. So, Father, right now, lift them, elevate them. The same angels you've sent me, would you help them to be uh, carried up and carried away into the place that you have for them in the name of Jesus. Thanks, guys. I, I hope you understand I'm not critical of church. I've just been given understanding, but I have to explain the way things are for you to know how to apply the understanding. Jesus, we thank you. We have the victory. So when you're up here, you experience the truth. When you're up here, it doesn't matter what the weather's like down there. You may have bills to pay, but he's your provider. You might have re relationship troubles, but you are in the adopted one. You are in the one who is the, the father of the fatherless. You are adopted. You are inside the spirit of reconciliation. So then you look down and you go, oh, yeah, that's easy. I'm, that bill's paid. I'm rich. All things are mine, things present and things to come. And then the next time you look, the bill's gone. You know, hey, Jesus, you have another bill in your pigeonhole because you're his responsibility. But it's not an act. It's not through effort. It's his yoke is easy and his burden is light, but it requires understanding. It requires you to obey him, to submit to him, and all else will flee. Hallelujah, Jesus. I want to thank you for the lift. Thank you that you vacuum suck this person up and show them how to live up here. And I am so excited to about your church. I'm so excited for the glory services that are coming. And I'm going to probably do a few more episodes. And if you're a church planter or if you want to start a home group or even if you're a, a big denominational church, I have the recipe, you know, for, for this move of God. I have it. I have the blueprint. And in ten years' time, you'll you'll all be doing this. But if you want to be a forerunner, it's this is happening now. 
and I've said enough. So thank you guys for listening. You have. I just want you to know you have already arrived. You don't need anyone to teach you. You are beautiful. You are accepted in the beloved. It's true. It's good news. Hallelujah. Rejoice. It is so good. Wow. You are one with God. He loves you. You're accepted. You're going to live forever. Oh, my God. You are seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. He loves you so much. There's nothing you can do. The Father loves you with the same love that He loves Jesus. When He looks at you, He sees Jesus. You are perfect. And I want, and I, and I thank God that that's the truth. And I, I pray that you and I would experience that and live out of that reality today as we exit the natural mind, the natural realm. You know, keep going to work, keep paying your bills, but, but come up here. In Jesus' name, amen.